You're listening to DraftKings Network. Tonight on The Cooligans, we have returned, baby. We have a jam-packed show. We're going to be joined by Ted Lasso stars, Cristo Fernandez and Tohi Jimo, Danny Rojas, and Sam Obasanya on the show. Absolutely thrilled. Maybe we'll get an Emmy nomination as well just for having them on. I, hey, a show already has more trophies than Tottenham. That's amazing. <laughs> Plus, we've got Marisa Du. You know from the men's national team, Philly Union, Toronto FC, Glasgow Rangers. But now you probably know most from his stuff on TV. Really, you know most from our show. It's going to be absolutely incredible. That and more today on the Cooligans. Yo, it's me, Dave Vianich here, and I've been hanging out with the Cooligans, having a nice... And I hope you've been having a nice too. Yeah, baby! Yes. Okay, we are back, baby. Come on, what a show we got for you. Wow. (laughs) We are starting uh, the Cooligan Season 4, a jam-packed. Too right. many guests. Will I think they, they might have or to... won't they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think they might have to kick us off the show because there's too many, uh, too many big guests on this show. Let the guests do it. I'm gonna go eat a sandwich. <laughs> what do you need me for? Uh, we're excited about uh, uh, today's show. Hello, everyone. Uh, we are the Cooligans. My name is Christian Polanco, mm-hmm. and my name is still Alexis Guerreros. That's right. We are your favorite stand-up comedians that host the funniest soccer show that has ever lived right mm-hmm. here on Football Sports Network. That's right. And guess what? In season four, we're not that gully. Nah, we still the gulliest, son. <laughs> oh, gotcha. We almost got you. <laughs> you better keep your head on a swivel, my guy. <laughs> okay. So uh, t- today's show is absolutely nuts. I mean, not only uh, uh, do we have just a- incredible guests, incredible actors, Hollywood's coming through, Emmy-nominated programming. Uh, out here this 20 nominations for Ted Lasso which blew my mind I love the show and now for all those people that were like I still haven't watched Ted Lasso we have another reason to scream at them okay that's right yeah 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 what are you waiting for (laughs) okay so we're gonna be joined uh, by uh, Cristo Fernandez and Tohi Jimo who play Danny Rojas and Sam Obesanya on Ted Lasso Uh, they're coming through up first and then after that who do we got Alexis we got Marisa Doe Legends. Remember him? Men's <laughs> national team, Glasgow Rangers, yeah, uh, okay. Philly Union, Toronto Was he in FC. Lasso as well. You know what? He's gonna walk on now. That's it. <laughs> Get him in there. <laughs> uh, so jam-packed show uh uh just incredible uh so you we're forgot excited. the two biggest people me and you baby we here okay, come on now it is all we right. don't need and your I, award and i got a man bun all there right we go. lots changed <laughs> <laughs> so uh we have to talk about uh first off we have to talk about the the, the big soccer news the footy news the winner of copa america Lionel messi and i'm only counting him his name his they, they didn't even right. write Argentina on the no, trophy. No, no, it's just no. Lionel Messi. <laughs> Lionel Guadalupe Messi. I don't know his middle name. <laughs> I don't know his middle name. No, but, uh, you know, obviously, congrats to Argentina winning Copa America. Yeah, huge. But, uh, Finally. The, the, yeah, the news everyone was waiting for was uh, where is uh, Messi going to go uh, for the next season? Uh, because he, we all know he wasn't having a great time at Barcelona. They were, they, he they, wanted they were to struck- leave. Remember, he was he, like, I want to leave. There was all these rumors. 
Finally, the president of the club gets uh, fired. So then he's like, all of a sudden those rumors die out. Manchester City's like, but wait, 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 wait. We already put the name up. Like, we're ready to go. <laughs> we're ready. We're ready, ready. He pressed the jersey. I, what are you doing, hey, bro? Come on. We lowered the bench a little bit so you could sit comfortably. <laughs> what are we doing? And he's like, now we ain't going to need it because it came out that he's staying at Barcelona. He took a 50% pay cut. Yeah. And he's he still making a f- over a million a week, though. <laughs> just, uh, yeah. The, the original deal was still pretty good. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Look. The, the the thing that surprised me the most here was, one, uh, I think I was a little surprised that he stayed at Barcelona, given how uh, how's, how it's been going. And on just on a footballing side. He's basically the, has- the band playing on the Titanic. <laughs> as it's going. He decided to stay on. We know of the financial issues. Uh, they haven't really looked great. They they looked you know terrible in Champions League. Uh, they did not win La Liga. The fact that he chose to stay and then for five years. That's a big surprise. You got to do five, that, though. Five-year deal. Uh, you got to do that, though. If he does a two-year deal, this ordeal starts again next year because you got to sell. Yes. If he does uh, a three-year deal. The ordeal still starts the next year. So you can't really that. do a four. You got to do a five. But everybody was hoping that Messi would end up in Major League Soccer. He that might still. A, he might a, still. A, anything is possible. Uh, but I, I, I honestly think the next couple years at Barcelona are not going to be fun. No, this is a stay here until the World Cup. Let us figure it out. I think to me, the most surprising thing you think is that he stayed or he took a five-year deal. The most surprising thing to me is that he took a 50% pay cut. And he's still mega rich. You know what I mean? Like, if most people get a 50% pay cut, they're like, damn, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to lose the house. Yeah. He's like, all right. (laughs) I'm going to get two more houses. (laughs) I guess I need a smaller room for all my money. Now maybe I can start streaming from that room. I have room for a desk. Nothing changes for this guy. But it does show his loyalty. Right? He wanted to leave the Argentina national team. He didn't like the way it was going. He stayed. He saved Argentina He's keeping the cape on. He showed right. up in Barcelona and he's like, I'll save you too. Fine. <laughs> I don't think he can, though. I'll be honest. I don't think he's going to be able no, to save but Barcelona. Imagine Look, how they, much worse it would be if he wasn't there. Uh, the a uh, front uh, three, let's say, of uh, Aguero, Messi, Griezmann, maybe. I mean, Griezmann no, Griezmann's might on his way to Argentina. There's to, rumors about uh, that. Atletico Madrid. This is, I don't know, bro. This is not a good, this is not a healthy environment. To be in right now. Bro, uh, yeah, uh, Griezmann didn't play well when he was there anyway, so who cares? <laughs> get him gone. Maybe there's a way they could get Luis Suarez back. Maybe Luis Suarez takes a 99% pay cut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you really miss me? You really miss me, Suarez? I need you to do the deal, you know? <laughs> I need you to sign the thing, you know? <laughs> All right, Christian, this is absolutely incredible, okay? Uh very rarely do we get a chance to speak to two incredible uh, Premier League stars uh, <laughs> only on Apple Plus, right? Uh, only on Apple TV Plus. Uh, absolutely incredible. I mean, this show changed everybody's day during COVID. Exactly. It is. A, it boosted people's spirits. Uh, and I'm absolutely thrilled uh, that we have uh, two of the stars of Ted Lasso on the show. Uh, How so insane for- is that? How insane <laughs> is that? Ladies and gentlemen. We've got Tahib Jamo and Cristo Fernandez, also known as Sam Obisanya and Danny Rojas. Put your hands together one more time, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, guys? Uh, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Look, we are huge fans, and, and I, I don't even know. Uh, I, I, I've, as far as the first place to start, 
let's start there. Alexis mentioned it. Uh, how this show boosted people's uh, spirits during a, a, a pretty tough time. What was that? Uh, you know, when well, I'm sure I imagine when you guys were filming this, you didn't think it was, you know, going to tr- save the world. Uh, but <laughs> what, <laughs> what, what, what did it feel like when you first saw that reception for the show? Well, I, I think, uh, I mean, it's just beyond anything we could have expected because, um, as you said, save the world, like, like who would, I mean, that's just too much. I mean, it's already good to be in a great show with great people, but changing people's lives, that's just beyond anything. And that makes us realize of the importance of the things we do, you know, uh, the responsibility we have with the messages we spread and... And I'm just happy to be part of the Lasso vibe and the Lasso message and helping people means the world to us. Tahib? Uh, yeah, firstly, Alexis, if I don't answer any of your questions, it's because of that horrible shirt that you're wearing. Oh. But, um, <laughs> but, um, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, is this the FA Cup winning Arsenal shirt? Oh, right? God, I've had enough. But um, but um, no, no. This... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Cancel it. Let's cancel it. No, um, 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 no, no. The show, the show is great. Like we, none of us expected it to, you know, like, like go on and and take on like such a new meaning for the fans. Like especially with the time that it came out, we were, you know, everybody was like isolated. Everybody was by themselves. Like people couldn't be with their friends or family. And so, um, you know, when Ted Lasso comes out and like the Greyhounds and the Richmond team, like you know, we kind of became like our own little community, our own little like Ted Lasso vibes, Ted Lasso way community on social media and stuff. And so, um. And so, yeah, like it, it, nobody could have, you know, seen it coming, but I, I'm so glad that we now hold like such a dear place in, in so many people's hearts. Yeah. And let's, let's talk a little bit about sort of how that came about. I mean, all of a sudden you guys are thrusted into this massive spotlight. People are begging for a second and third season. You know what I mean? You're like, well, I don't know if you noticed the world is shut down. Talk <laughs> yeah. a little bit about how, how quickly it went from, oh my God, the show is doing really well to like, Wait, I got to get tested every 15 minutes to shoot this show? Yeah. <laughs> what was that like? <laughs> yeah, like we, I mean, it was very challenging the beginning of the shoot because uh, we were still in COVID times. I mean, we still are, but the times were heavier. Uh, yeah, getting COVID tests every four, every four times, three times per week. Yeah. Um, but I mean, uh, the COVID team and production and everyone make it work and... We never stopped. I heard from other productions they stopped, but we didn't. And I think, um, yeah, we, we are very happy and grateful. It, it, we managed to get through. And I think uh, it was easier and better being all together because this we, we're grateful because many people had to couldn't get out. We could just go to work. Yeah. But mm-hmm. be with all the nice people on set, cast, crew, make it things easier. Yeah. I, I, I want to mention one thing too. You two... I love your connection on the show. You two are, are easily uh, uh, two of my favorite characters on the show. They, I don't oh. know what it is. Look, so uh, Alexis and I were both uh, Latino, uh, uh, and there is a there's a certain sense of, uh, of of unity that you like. It's almost like you the the two characters are like, all right, look, we're the foreigners here. We gotta we gotta stick together. We don't know what yeah. how, how this is gonna pan out. Uh, but yeah. what can you talk a little bit about that that connection of of, of Sam, Sam and uh, and Danny? Oh man, like I think it's it's exactly as you said. Like uh, like as soon as you know, like Sam's just come from Nigeria. Like Danny's come from from Mexico, and so like there's a bit of a likeness there. And so they go, all right, cool. Like I'm I'm gonna look out for you. You're gonna look out for me. But the thing that's great with this show is that we have 
so many different people from different places. Like we've got a Welsh player and we've got Canadians, we've got Americans and, and we've got a French guy. And do you know what I mean? Like we've got people from everywhere. And so like the team just kind of becomes like a ragtag bunch of people from all over the place. And like AFC Richmond is like a real melting pot. But um, I think Sam and, and Danny like have a, a special connection because like they're both, you know, like so warm, so like joyful, so happy and like, you know, like big smiles. And so um, I think, yeah, like they especially have that, that, you know, that kinship. Because I like of, to know, think the I like, like to think the writers were like, well, both of these people are from countries that use seasoning, so in England they would stick together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where, where the weather yep. is not, yeah, where, where the weather is good. <laughs> yeah. warm, exactly. warm weather, spicy food, seasoning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why they, that's why they're so optimistic. They have so much to be happy about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They don't rain every day. Yeah, <laughs> and I, we can't have a conversation. Uh, Cristo, without obviously talking about football is life. Uh, I mean, it is uh, how, how we, I mean, it's people yell it at you when they see you in the street. There's no way they don't. Yes, they do. <laughs> uh, well, but they, they, it doesn't happen like that many times. It was uh, one occasion that it uh, even freaked me out uh, because it was just a random dude screaming from my back, football is life, 10 times in three seconds. Um, <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> uh, it's, it's good. It's good. Football is life. Christo so. needs to get Christo needs to get a tattoo of football is life somewhere. in Hundred percent. I won't leave him alone until he comes. <laughs> yeah, in fact, I can't wait for you to come. To... I can't wait for you to come to America so we could yell soccer is life at you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which, by the, the way, the English United team. from this to soccer. Soccer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. pie es vida. We'll see that. <laughs> Which, by the way, speaking of ballon pie. A lot of people might not know this. Cristo, you played professionally in Puerto Rico. I did. I did play there too. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing. Yeah, I'm wearing a Dominican Republic shirt, by the way. Yeah, you can see. Ah, you can see it. yes, that's for Puerto Rico. I knew. I knew. I recognized that one. Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. No, so I did, I, that, that, was, that was my last professional team, and I, I lived in Guayama, in the south of the island. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah. <laughs> and then you became, and then you played in the Premier League with AFC Richmond. How wonderful of a uh, career you had! How many things work in life? Life is a joke. I always <laughs> say that. <laughs> so Tahib, uh, obviously you're from uh, England. Obviously football is wildly important to you. Did you ever play at a at a young level? Did you want to go pro? Um, uh, I think every every young kid in my school wanted to go pro, but um, but like I, I had I had other interests. Um, football was my my first sport, so like I've I've always played football. So like for me, it was just a hobby that I've always liked. I was always on the football team in school. Like I always went out and played whenever I could. But um, but acting was my main passion. And clearly, hey. you're good at it. So I think you made <laughs> the right choice. Exactly. I'm good at football too. I mean, hey, listen, man, if you want if you want to catch me on the field, you know, we can go two on two go in. Me and Crystal, you guys. A little okay. five-a-side page. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah we, have, we have a Sunday We have a Sunday league team of all stand-up comedians. Uh, so all, <laughs> our team against the Ted Lasso team, I think we could lose by not Let's too much. That's all I'm saying. Let's make yeah, it happen. But, I think that would Sadekis, be the funniest match. Sadekis would have to play for us because he's technically a comedian. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. Makes okay. Sense. So, <laughs> yeah, we draft, we draft him. Uh, Sorry, <laughs> so... So we have a couple of questions uh, from fans, uh, our supporters group. They're called the Gully Squad. Uh, ah. So I, I, I want to uh, ask a, a question to you guys. This is from Peter Car uh, Garcia. He asks, uh, what do you think the modern soccer club or football club, uh, the uh, owner uh, and club community can learn from a show like Ted Lasso? Because obviously it's very heartwarming, but it does show what it's like, that, that, that unity and um, bond of a, of a football club. 
So Hebe, you can go first uh, if you like. Um, I, I think, I think you know, uh, players will always perform at their best if they feel supported and if they feel looked after. And so I feel like Ted's Ted's main goal is to is to really make these players feel safe and to really help them grow into the best young men that they can be. And I feel like because of that, he gets the best football out of them because like they go onto those pitch and like they would literally die for him. And so um. Maybe not literally, but like they would, they would, you know, metaphorically die for him. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so, um, 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 so yeah, like I feel like that's something that any professional team, like whether that's a teacher at school, like working with kids, everybody's going to give their best if you support them and if they feel safe. So that's one thing yeah. I think they can take from the show. Uh, uh, and Christo, same question to you as a as a professional footballer, and then be, and then seeing what Ted Lasso that room offered. What do you what do you think the, that can offer a uh, a soccer club? Yeah, I think before being athletes or before anything, we're all people, we're all persons, and we all have our ups and downs. We have in 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 at work, in our personal life, and I think it's good to always know that you have the support of your team and your friends, your family, and, and I think Ted Lasso has become that for me and for all of us uh, in Ted Lasso. And, and you know, if we feel the support on set, out of set, uh, and I think that's what we're gonna see in season two as well. We're gonna see uh, those ups and downs, and 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 how we're gonna overcome those things. And I think that's one thing I've learned a lot from Ted Lasso, and I'm grateful awesome. for that. Awesome hey. no spoilers. Uh, we have a question from uh, <laughs> Dave Hageman. Uh, he said, uh, "You actually mentioned that both of you are pretty good at football. Did you guys have any uh, pickup games uh, with the crew? Did you guys uh, ever play with each other? And who's the best yes. on the crew? Be honest." Oh wah wah wah. Um um okay cool. Um firstly we played a lot of pickup games. We actually ended season two with a football yeah. tournament and um yeah. and it got pretty intense, like very, very, very intense. <laughs> like Christo Christo took off his boots after the match and his feet were literally bleeding. Like it was yes. very, very intense. Um we had a team that was me, Christo, uh Collar Bikini who plays Isaac McAdoo, uh Phil Dunster who plays Jamie Tart. And uh, Mo Hashim, who plays uh, Bumba Catch, and Billy Hughes, who plays Colin, um, and and we lost in the final to a team that's made up of the rest of the guys who make Ooh. up the rest of the of, of the Richmond team. But like they're like actual footballers, you know what I mean? Like they're yeah, yeah. <laughs> unfair or whatever. Um, but it was it was very intense. It was very intense. And I think Mo Hashim, who plays uh, Harry Ford slash Mo Bumba Catch, uh, is is hands down the best player to the point where it's like we don't even involve him in the the debate. Is apart from Mo. Who else is, is good at football? Do you know what I mean? Amazing. Uh, okay, so let, let's get to our, our, our Golasso gift. This is where we give our guests an opportunity to celebrate a goal that we will turn into a gift that will live on the internet uh, forever. Uh, so Alexis, we'll give you a scenario and uh, feel free to celebrate it however you like. So Alexis, really, 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 really quickly. Can we call this one Goal Lasso? Oh, okay. I love it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Can yeah. we're gonna get the graphics department to update it? Sure. We'll do Consider that. Consider that done. Goal lasso. <laughs> uh, so this is the goal lasso gift. All right. So here's the scenario. Both of you are walking into your meeting to sign a contract for the whatever fifth and f- uh, sixth season, and for some reason they set up a goal in there, and they said <laughs> if you guys can score against uh, whatever goalkeeper, then you get back end money plus syndication money in the U.S. <laughs> Added to your contract, all of a sudden, Tahib, you send a cross right to Christo's forehead, knocks it in, goal, you guys get all that money. How do you celebrate? Goal! 
Having a we're rich at the end is perfect. (laughs) Guys, Cristo Fernandez, uh, Tohib Gmo, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Absolutely honored. Uh, Cannot wait uh, to watch season two of Ted Lasso this Friday. uh, Apple TV Plus. Everybody go check it out. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I just want to pick up with a word from one of our sponsors. I see you, you being Gully Squad. Oh my God, Gully Squad is the absolute incredible. By the way, if you're not a member of Gully Squad, what are you waiting for? Just go to soccercooligans.com slash Gully Squad and join. First of all, you get absolutely amazing access to us, Christian and I. We're always in there. This is the place we focus on. We text back the most. If you want to share a picture of your pizza and say, yo, Alexis, roast them. Nah, fam, join Gully Squad. That's where that happens in the Rate My Pizza room in our Slack. It's absolutely incredible. We've got stuff from comedy, coffee, beer, wine, liquor, food stuff, general stuff. They're coming up with the Gulliest Kit, uh, Inferior Sports, which is where we talk about everything else. We've got an MLS Pick'em going on in there, music, pets. It's such incredible stuff. And by the way, anytime we have a guest, uh, what happens is we post that in Gully Squad. They find out about it first, and it's cool that they don't leak that information. They're awesome people. And we ask them if they have any questions for whether it's famous coaches or players or a journalist, whoever it is that we have as a guest on our show. And those are the only questions that we ask. So if you would love to ask some of these famous people some questions, anyone from Zach, uh, you know, Zach Steffen to Landon Donovan to Michelle Akers, you know, legend in the women's game, anyone like that, if you've always wanted to ask them a question, the only way you're going to get a chance to do that is if you are in Gully Squad. So again, go to soccercooligans.com slash Gully Squad, or you could just go to shouts to us.com. Join now. All right, Christian. I mean, this is a special moment. We have tried a couple of times to figure out how do we get this dude on our show? And finally, <laughs> all we had to do was ask. <laughs> it turned out. <laughs> it's just a, we thought it was an impossible hurdle, uh-huh. uh, but we finally got through it. Uh, no, this is super exciting because I, I'm, I, it's always, we've had a couple, you know, U.S. men's national team players, uh, active players, former players, but then there, there's dudes that are, you know, contemporaries that we sort of grew up watching at the same, uh, where it's, it's around the same age. Uh, and this is one of those dudes, uh, one of those uh, dudes. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, all right. Hold on a second. I didn't know we were going puns right now. Uh, I mean, and speak for yourself. I am 22 years old, but I just look horrific for my age. Uh, <laughs> I got a long career ahead of me. What are you talking about? Uh, but this dude, absolutely incredible. Like Christian said, you might remember him from the men's national team. You probably also know him as a Fox Sports studio analyst, and he's covering all the Gold Cup matches on Fox and FS1. Ladies and gentlemen, unless you're driving, and if you are, I suggest you pull over and show some respect and put your hands together for the one, the only, Maurice Do, everybody! Yo, 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 yo. What is good? <laughs> I mean, first of all, what, what an intro. Uh, and and let, me, let me take a step back for a second. You was trying to get me on the show. I've been sitting here like, yo, what's the deal? What do I, what do I have to do to get on this show? I'm watching all my boys. Uh, they, they're making appearances. I'm talking to them about it. I'm like, what do I got to yeah. do? I imagine this. What do we got to do, right? Come on. Good podcast, by the way. You got to start that podcast. Hey, that's a good show. You know what? That's Uh, a good show. Or we could do uh, much ado about nothing. All right, keep going. It doesn't. It's never ending. Anyway. 
<laughs> the uh yeah the, i imagine like the the you know maybe the 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 retired player at mls group chat is buzzing whenever they're like yo why is uh this dude on and why why is it marusa and maurice hasn't been on the show yet so i can imagine uh there's a lot of chatter about that i, I thought it was something that i did that there might have been like a personal <laughs> vendetta against me or yeah, so, you know yeah, but i see you guys with the jersey so i'm like okay they, this is we're on the okay, same page nothing no, nothing but respect uh uh mo honored to have you on the show like we said uh, absolutely huge fan and and yeah there, there's so much if it, it's always fun to meet players that we like like sort of yeah that like grew up watching and, and and you know experienced the u.s men's national team or, or mls uh, at the same time i know so i want to get through let's get through some of the business stuff because you are covering uh gold cup uh the u.s has been playing uh they we've at the time we're recording this the only game that has happened is the u.s haiti but in that first match uh what was your first impression i know you know the roster is not the same as what was in nations league so what are the expectations so far especially after seeing that first game well, I mean, the expectations for, for this group, as you said, it's a different roster. Some players who don't have as much experience, some guys who are fighting for to, to make to get into the first team, some guys who are fighting just to get into that mix, get into that conversation. So a lot of different moving parts. So when you take into account that context, they got the result, right? They win the game 1-0. Could it have been better? Of course. Are they going to get better? I think that's the hope, that they're going to mature. You might see some personnel changes. Um, you know, Haiti came out. They played a game where they weren't fearing this U.S. team. They pressured them and put them in difficult situations. And I think this group, that was a good first test for them. Was it the best performance? No. Uh, no. I don't think anyone yeah. left that game feeling like, wow, they just they just you know took over the game and dominated the way we expected. But like I said, they got the three points. They move on. They'll learn from that. And hopefully tournaments are about how you finish, right? You want to have a strong start. They got the three points, so that's a strong start in that regard. But ultimately, you want to see them mature and grow into and establish their own identity throughout the course of this tournament. What do you see? Because obviously, when you play with the men's national team, I think it's probably best. Why don't we start with what does it mean to win the, to win the Gold Cup? Because there's a lot of questions, especially now we just watched a really exciting Euros happen. This is our version. What, what does it mean for someone who played at that level? What does it mean to win the Gold Cup? This is, as you just said, you watch the Euros, you watch Copa America, you watch all these different regional tournaments where teams are competing to be that dominant team in their region. And for us, this is what it is. So, you know, we, it usually comes down to USA, Mexico. We have one up on them so far this summer winning uh, the Nations League tournament. This is a unique situation for this U.S. team because this is if they would go on to win the Gold Cup, this would be the first time. I think ever that a U.S. team has won two tournaments in their region in the same summer. So they have a unique right. opportunity in front of them to really establish themselves as the dominant team in this region going into World Cup qualifying starting in the fall. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's why there's always that chatter of like, because the roster is not the strongest one, this is, you know, the Gold Cup doesn't really matter or whatever. But like, yeah, the dudes that are there really want to win it. Mm-hmm. It's a trophy. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. no matter what, like, <laughs> If there's a trophy in front of you, it doesn't matter who the roster is. It doesn't matter if you're it's your A, B, C, D, E, F. I don't care what team it is. You put 11 players on the pitch and there's a trophy in front of you and you're playing against right. uh, teams in your region, ultimately trying to play against Mexico in the final, it doesn't really matter. Like that's you're going oh. for that trophy. 
I know what okay. you mean, right? Because sometimes, like, I'll be at a restaurant, they'll be like, I want 20 wings. And they're like, yo, if you eat 50, you get a shirt. And I look at my wife, and I'm like, I gotta get this trophy. You know what I mean? Get that shirt. Oh, God, I gotta get, get this shirt. shirt. <laughs> You're about to test my strength. Okay. Are you, would you just call me? That's what I say to the waitress, you know, the waiter. You know what I mean? Just to, just to level it out. I like okay. that. I like yeah, that. I want my Polaroid up on that wall. Uh huh. Okay? And do we have an EMT on staff? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you mentioned. Uh, Copa America, uh, uh, obviously, uh, that's been covered on, on Fox as well. Um, the uh, Messi finally doing it, winning an international trophy. I know. Look, this is this is the banter going between you know Stu and and whole and and, and, uh, and Lalas and everybody. And so Messi finally. Do you think this is? Can can the chatter finally stop a little bit? Can he get some time to breathe now that he's won uh, an international trophy at the senior level for Argentina? I'll tell you what. I never cared about any of that noise, man. Like I go back, I used to go back and forth with all my boys about that conversation, and they're they're more just this era, right? So in their mind, it's just Messi versus Ronaldo. And, you know, I think it was probably 60-40 where most of them were on my side saying that Messi's the GOAT. And then the other 40% is like, oh, well, well, he's never won. They don't even really know what's going on, but they just hear like, oh, he's never won internationally. <laughs> right. So something, something must be wrong. So maybe for them, this kind of quiets that noise a little bit and it puts that to bed. For me, Messi's been the GOAT before he won this tournament. This is just that validation, I guess. And I think for him, right? you can choose your club team to a certain extent. When you're at a level like him, he can pick whatever club team he plays for, right? And he's had that success at club level. He's won all the Ballon d'Ors that you could possibly win, all the golden boots you could possibly win. But for him, having there's something different about playing for your national team. There's a different level of pride. That's where you're born. That's where you're, you know, your family is. You just have that a deep, deep tie, and it's a proud moment. So I think in his mind, he always – he wanted that, right? That's I think when he looks back on his career, that probably will be the one – if he doesn't go on to win a World Cup, that'll probably be the one that really stands out to him because it's for his country. So I think for all those different reasons, it was great. And I think for all of us to witness that, to witness history is a beautiful moment. But he was the GOAT before that. I don't really right. care. That conversation for me, <laughs> he was the GOAT before. He's the GOAT now. And I was that happy just to added see more evidence for you. You were like, exactly. uh-huh, also this. <laughs> the CV now, just got also- longer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're like, I can talk even more now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you actually, uh, speaking just like Messi, plays in Europe. You got a chance to play in Europe. Uh, talk about that transition from going from Toronto FC to Rangers over in uh, Scotland. Yeah, it was it was different. It was something that I wanted to do. I'll tell you what, like when I first, Europe was always in my mind. You know, I grew up watching Arsenal. I was an Arsenal fan. And that's why a lot of respect to you for repping that jersey right there. Yes, <laughs> forever, sir. forever, my and, guy. <laughs> and so, like, I grew up watching European football, and I always had dreams to go there. I started my career in MLS, and I remember the very first conversation I had with my coach at the time, Mo Johnson. Um, I remember I signed. I was in Toronto doing, like, some media stuff, and we were staying in the same hotel. And he calls me down. I'm, like, 20 at this time, 2021, I think 20. He's like, yo, come down to the bar. And I'm, I'm nervous. My first professional coach, like, how do I, what's this conversation going to be like? But you're like, it's Canada. And I'm 20. I could drink here, though. See that? <laughs> you know? See that? But, so maybe but, I won't be as nervous. <laughs> maybe. But, but even then, I'm like, but do I drink? This is my coach. Like, whatever. Anyway, the conversation was good because we just, he just wanted to get to know me, wanted to know my aspirations, yada, yada, yada. And I told him straight up, like, look, I'm excited to be here in Toronto. I want to do some, create some uh, incredible memories, but ultimately I want to go to Europe. And he told me straight up, like, look, you give me a couple good years here, if a big comes in for you, I won't stop you. He stayed true to his word. And so when I went to Europe, you know, I was going, um, 
I was focused. I was hungry. I was looking forward to it. I knew Rangers was a big club. I knew there was going to be a lot of pressure. Um, and one of my boys, Marcus Beasley, was there at the time too. So that helped, right? Like that was that became like my big, uh, my older little brother. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but no, he 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 helped me with that transition. You know, kind of showed me the ropes on and off the pitch. Helped that make it a little bit more of a comfortable setting. But it's the kind of environment you want to be in, where people are just football mad. You walk down the street and. You walk in that city pretty much and half the city would like give you the shirt off their back. Come here, come into my restaurant. Let me feed you. Let me take care of you. Let me look after you. Yeah. And then the other half of the city's trying to rip that shirt off your back, trying to steal that <laughs> meal from you. You know what I mean? And they just live and breathe football. And so it was a beautiful environment. I got to experience playing in Champions League, playing in Europa League, winning trophies, winning cups, and just seeing what the European fan bases were like was just, it was madness. And I loved every minute of it. And you played, obviously, you know, Rangers and Celtic, one of the biggest derbies in, in, in the world. Uh, one of our producers, uh, Andrew Kastner, he was like, he's a huge Celtic guy. Uh, uh, <laughs> so uh, he was like, yo, can you, want, can you ask him about it? He was like, it? ask him about uh, this goal and then ask him about that. I'm like, we're not going into the weeds <laughs> of, the, of the old firm for you. <laughs> but that that matchup, you know, we haven't spoken to too many people that, that it played in those games. Uh, what 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 is, is uh, it as your... Insane as it looks. Your, what's your first memory when when anybody asks you about the old firm? I mean, well, my first memory is obviously going to be the goal I scored, right? Like to this right. day, to this day, to this day, you know, <laughs> I still get like like crazy amounts of tweets and messages, and you know, that's the beauty of sport is that you know you have those moments. Of course, it was a big goal for me in my career at that point in time, and to this day. But like the fact that you can. You create a moment in time. You create a uh, for different people. You create a moment. Like to this day, they'll tell me like, "Yo, I remember this goal because I was watching it at this place with these people, and this happened, right, and right. I was drunk and I fell down a flight of stairs." Or I remember like, <laughs> like whatever. They can retell exactly what happened in that moment for them. And so, like, that's part of the beauty for me. But I remember being, I remember that game specifically because uh, I had just come back from injury, played a couple games coming off the bench, and I thought I'd gotten back into form to where I was going to start that game. So I didn't start the game. A little disappointed with that. Uh, I come off the bench, and crazy enough, my first touch – I come off the bench in the first half. Someone got injured. And my first touch, I actually score. But they called it back for, like, someone – I don't know. Some got it, somebody got in the way, handball or something. Yeah, yeah. And then it comes down to the wire, of course, and probably the easiest goal I've ever scored in my career. <laughs> won't lie to you. You know what I mean? I won't <laughs> lie to you. If you watch it back, you'll see. But the reaction from the crowd, like, it was just mayhem. Like, mayhem. I – just pandemonium in the stadium, everyone going crazy. Um, it's like the 90th minute. I'm trying to sprint away from my teammates. I got no legs. I'm dead at that point. <laughs> and I remember they tackled me and like there's like that whole dog paw moment. And then we're walking back for kickoff and I'm just looking around the stadium. And the the goal that I scored, and that's Rangers fans, both sides Rangers fans. And then there's like a as I'm walking back to kickoff, there's like a little strip on the side over there where the Celtic fans are. And so like as I'm just panning from side to side to side, and as I get there. It goes craziness, 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 and then just silence. <laughs> Disappointment. Silence, you know? And I was like, yo, that's that moment right there. That's that's the one, right? You there. caused that. You that's caused exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. That's wild. It, it's like, I picture like a, a, a painting where every, it's like you see everything is like similar. And then there's like, well, what's that one thing right there? What, <laughs> right. what does this mean? <laughs> what happened what there? <laughs> what just, yeah, yeah, it was like that. But to, to be honest with you, man, I like I like playing those games at home and I like playing them away too. Right. Like the the there's something about 
I don't know. There's something about just being in, in a stadium that's where you can just feel that energy, whether it's good or bad. Obviously, you prefer it to be pro for you. You know what I mean? But like yeah, yeah. playing in a derby and, and like hearing them talking so much shit to you and then like you score a goal or something or your team goes ahead and it's just like that quiet, that silence, that little just you can hear a pin drop. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> those moments and you can like silence the crowd for that for that brief moment in time. You can just look right. at them and shh. <laughs> Yeah, I can't imagine that. I've never played professional, but I have walked into uh, my in-laws Thanksgiving. So I kind of feel like I know what it's like <laughs> <laughs> for when you go to something. <laughs> oh, you're here. <laughs> <laughs> Just looking around and it's nothing but despair and hatred. It's pretty, it's pretty similar. Pretty similar. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, uh, yeah I mean, it, it's, it's, it's interesting. You like, even just mentioned like you're able to quiet a crowd. And it makes me think of like the, the U.S., Mexico, uh, uh, Christian Pulisic shushing the crowd but they react a little bit different they're not just exactly quiet when uh yeah. when, my when in-laws never threw piss quiet. at me <laughs> i tell you what the quiet only lasts for a second because as soon as you, yeah, any yeah. kind of gesture then it's like it, it's hyped right back uh it just gets hyped right back up that christian moment though that was crazy that, was legendary. that photo that photo crazy yeah that's like a big that, man moment for him man it's cra- when you when you just like Think back to the timeline of events that happened in that game. So much happened in that game, man. It was crazy. It was just madness. Yeah, it, but that was a big moment for that group. It's been a it's been a, a an an emotional roller coaster for soccer these last couple months. I feel like yeah. every week I'm like I don't know if my blood pressure can handle all this. <laughs> I know my can't. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting in a kiddie pool, a warm kiddie pool, to watch soccer. This is too much. <laughs> I, I'm like, yo, I got to schedule therapy sessions after watching a soccer game. Uh, the other the, the Euros. I mean. Absolute madness. The, the those penalties, England, Italy. Uh, you know, congratulations, Italy. I mean, and look, we'll get to the the negativity uh, of of the aftermath of that. But just the just the the penalties themselves. Why? Who? Who should have taken them? Should Saka have been there? Obviously, you're an Arsenal uh, supporter. Should Saka have been that last penalty taker, in your opinion? You know, it's it's a weird thing, right? Because. I think a lot of people were saying they would have rather seen experienced guys step up and take a penalty kick in that moment. And th- it's such a hard decision to make, right? If a, if yeah. if I'm a coach and a player says to me, I want to take this penalty kick, I'm going to let him take the penalty kick. Like I'm trusting that he's confident in that moment. He's feeling good in that moment that he's going to take it. And penalty kicks are so – it's, it's a tough situation, right? Like there's obviously a little bit of luck that goes into it. You can pick a corner and hit it as well as you can if the keeper – guesses early guesses right mm-hmm. it's you know so it's it's just one of those things uh there is a skill to it but there also is an element of luck to it as well i've been on both sides of the coin where i've made penalty kicks i've missed penalty kicks and shootouts as well and you know it's it's a it's a really difficult situation i'm more frustrated like probably you guys are as well with the aftermath right and it's yeah, and yeah. it sucks because the the craziest part is as i'm watching the penalty kicks i see rashford take his he misses i'm like okay whatever Sancho's next and I'm like I'm seeing a trend now and I'm like oh shit this this like yeah. it, instead of my mind being focused on sport my mind is shifted towards what could potentially happen not even potentially yeah. what's going to happen if he doesn't make it he mm-hmm. misses I'm now I'm starting to sweat a little bit you know like cuz it's starting to get a little bit more real and then you know as you just said soccer steps up next and and so and and then immediately at that point you know you know what's coming next which is like that's the frustrating part. That's the most, that's the sad part. Obviously, if you feel for the team losing, 
But in my mind, I just knew straight away what was going to happen from from Twitter and the reaction from all social media and all that kind of stuff. You, you just knew all these all the racists were going to come out the woodwork and they now had a scapegoat. They now had a finger uh, person to point the finger of blame at. And it's just crazy to me. Like, that's the scary yeah. part. And like the the damning part about this sport. These guys, you think they intentionally missed these penalty kicks? You think that they didn't want to win? You think that they right. they weren't confident stepping up to take these penalty kicks? And it's just like that's where I that's where I get pissed off about things, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's I guys- think it's smart to remember that racists are stupid, right? Because there's <laughs> even someone on Twitter was was yelling at Raheem Sterling for missing a penalty kick, and I'm like, you ain't even paying attention. Yeah. You, right? know, like, you ain't even you ain't even trying anymore. Like you just you just looking at it. anybody. Yeah, yeah. Anyone can get it at that point. Like he mad yeah. at how Samuelito played for uh England, you know what I mean? Bro. Yeah. Yeah. It, he's mad about until he yeah. wanted, you know? That's what, that's what he's at. Yeah. JJ, it, coach it, never scored for England. It, it's it, it's something that I think, you know, as the especially after Rashford missed and you you started you, you know, this is if it's on our minds as as the viewers, I'm like, yo, this has to be on their minds as the penalty takers as well. It's like it's like super frustrating to to be the hero or be the 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 villain in your own country based at on nineteen. Yeah, yeah. at so nineteen. I'm curious about you. Maybe uh, your experience in 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 Europe as well. Like, is is that was that a thing that you had to be mindful of that you had to deal with, uh, uh, depending on performances or whatever? Like being a black player in uh, in the UK and 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 just trying and to Turkey. be a, 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 a you know a professional. Uh, how much of a you know has it improved? Was it, is it a thing that you still think about or that, that you had to deal with? I mean, I've definitely experienced it. Um, I experienced it on a few different occasions. I remember when I first signed there, like me and bees would joke. If we saw, like if we were in the city and we saw like a black person, we'd be like, is that your friend? Is that my friend? You know, because yeah. there, we just didn't see that many. Um, but, but I, I definitely, I think in the beginning I tried to, I would ignore it. You know, on social media, it would come, of course, that's everyone suddenly has a voice on social media. You might walk by them on the street and they might whisper something to a friend. There's not as many people who are going to be as outward and, you know, vocal when they see you in person. But on Twitter, on social media, everyone, everyone's powerful there. Everyone could say anything at that point in time. And I used to, me and a couple of my teammates used to get quite a bit um, of, of racial slurs thrown at us on Twitter Good game, bad game, didn't really matter. And I, at first, I just was just whatever. I'm, I don't care. I'm past yeah. that noise. Unfortunately, that's where my mindset was at. Is like you kind of grow up and you're you're trained to like look past it. You're bigger than that. Be bigger than that. But why? Why? Why, why do I gotta be the bigger person in this scenario? What? Like, why don't yeah. they become the bigger person? Like, why should yeah. I have to like sh- suppress how I actually feel about it? Why is it that if I speak out, I'm suddenly the bad person for not being, for not rising above the, or, you know, or looking past the, the severity of the situation. And so, you know, it finally got to a point where I started retweeting, I would retweet stuff or I would respond and, you know, fortunate, I don't know if it's even fortunate, but it got to a point where I actually had to go to court. Um, Somebody tweeted something at me and one of my teammates. We screenshot it, showed it to to our team when we were at Rangers, and uh, the police got involved. They, I don't know if they tracked him through his IP address. Somehow they they tracked down the person, yeah. went to his house. This man, yo, <laughs> this is how this is how these people's minds work, right? So they track him down, go to his house to arrest him. This guy starts trying to blame it on his son, saying like, "Oh no, 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 it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was my it was my young son, and this and that." <laughs> 
Long story short, he's like, take him. Yeah, yeah bro. <laughs> right? I like, imagine, I imagine like a toddler just like playing on a speaking <laughs> yeah. spell. And- yeah. They're like, just putting cuffs on him. He's like, <laughs> yeah, get, get him. Get, he's yeah. dangerous. But, but the crazy part is like, so they arrest him. They finally do arrest him. And then we had to go to court and like actually see this man face to face and confirm the tweets were sent to us and all that kind of stuff. So I say all that to say that there's more that can be done. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's there's more that can be done if people are taking it as serious as they say they're taking it. Right. Like all these different campaigns kick racism out of football, X, Y and Z, this and that. Obviously, it's not enough. You know, you you maybe find this team 50 grand, 100 grand or you don't they don't have fans for one game or something like that. Whatever. Like we're clearly at a point where these things are not harsh enough. They're not extreme enough. They're not, they're not moving the needle in a direction that it needs to be moved. So I think the people who are in these positions of power, they have to, if it, if it takes going, I don't know, in an extreme direction to, to really try to eradicate racism from the sport, um, eventually getting to, a, to, to just society in general, more has to be done. More definitely right. has to be done. And there, there is more that can be done. Okay, for yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, the soccer community has a lot has a long way to go. Uh, I mean, there, there are people, there's a lot of organizations really uh, trying to do that work. But I mean, look, we're trying to do our best by just roasting racists, right? We just make fun of yeah. them as much as possible. Maybe just, you know, shame them, make them feel bad uh, for, for all their stupidity that they're putting out. And we encourage everyone to join in on the roasting, you know? <laughs> <laughs> really, it's going to be a, a community effort uh, to really <laughs> eradicate but, this. So. Uh, no, I was just, I, I, and, and this, you know, one other thing that I would say is this is why I do commend, um, you know, some of these different organizations that have sprouted up, you know, like the Black Players for Change within MLS right, and right. Right. them them recognizing that as athletes, as people with influence, there's power. They have power, you know, and, then, and I kind of look at my generation and wish that we would have done more. So I commend these these young these, some of these young players within MLS, some of these young players in, on the national team, and then obviously, of course, different guys across the world, whether it's in the Premier League and different leagues around the world, that are being more vocal and, and trying to trying to use their platform to, to really initiate change, change that's going to benefit everyone, the collective. But obviously, from, a, from the players, from the black player standpoint, you know, there's different things that we can do collectively to really try to use our platforms in the right, in the right way. Right. I know. And you don't uh, have yeah, to be I, a player. You could, if you no. want to help, reach out to these organizations and see yeah, how you yeah. can volunteer, especially in your community. Yeah. There's a lot that everyone can do. That's yeah. the beauty is that it doesn't have to be the same, right? All three of us sitting here talking about it. We don't all have to do the same thing. Like, right. there's ways that action doesn't have to be identical across the board, right? right. There's, you can, you can play your role in different ways. So, yeah, I agree with you 100%. Right. Uh, yeah. So there's. Uh, uh, but Mo, thank you so much uh, for joining us, man. It's just uh, we could talk to you. We have to get you back because it's too much to discuss. Yeah. <laughs> but the, we didn't even talk uh, about the Arsenal photo that got you hated at Stoke. There's so much. Yeah, we got to talk about the, <laughs> the Slovenia goal. <laughs> your movie. Uh, not, your movie that you're your producing. Movie. Oh, you got a man. Movie out. But but please, at least let's plug that. Uh, maybe that could be the first thing. Is there anything you want to let people know about before we let you go? Yeah, no, no, no. The movie—that's—that's uh, that's actually that's something I'm really excited about. Um, it's about the the Howard soccer team back in the 1970s, and and it's a powerful story. I mean, obviously, the surface level is you know the team won the championship, had their had their title stripped away from them, um, 
this is back in 1970s. I'm talking so so you're talking about we're racism. We're talking about racism that now racism yeah. them is is crazy, right? So they overcome that. They 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 win the title back. But there's even more to the story. There's just conversations of of the way that these guys had to overcome adversity in so many different shapes and sizes and from so many different directions. Um, conversations about what it means to be black and it's just it's an incredible story uh, i'm very fortunate me and, and my boys bees and gooch charlie josie are all part of it we had the opportunity to, to partner up with uh peter lawson and commons involved with it as well so we're really looking forward to to bringing this story to life and and sharing it with you guys it's gonna be it's gonna be dope man all right. I can't yeah. wait to see it. Excited to see it. Yeah. I mean, uh, when when things get uh, uh, further down the line, you want to br- have comment on the show, feel free to do that, too. You know, <laughs> you know you know, I'm not stopping you. All good. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, Mo, we have a couple other things we need to do. We got to get to the Agolasso gift. That is our uh, your opportunity to uh, make a gift of yourself, uh, you, uh, celebrating a goal on our show. Uh, Alexis will give you a scenario. You can celebrate it however you like and it will live on the internet forever as a gift so alexis uh, what do you got for him so uh you pull up to the ibrox you're just hanging out you're in the owner's box you're doing your thing and for some reason they need you and this is really just to upset my producer by the way they need you to come but it's an old firm and for some reason they call on you to come down and play one last match for rangers and in the la- in the 90th minute you come in off a corner Classic Marisa Du header right by, <laughs> hits the back of the net. You with the old firm four Rangers. Steven Gerrard's freaking out. The whole place is going nuts. And the only person you see in the audience is our producer Andrew Castor, who's really sad. How would you celebrate this goal? Oh man. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I might blow him a kiss. I might. Uh... So I'll probably start with that little. You know. Okay. Yeah. Start yeah. with that. Then. Make sure I'm looking good for the camera, going for the camera. <laughs> and then I might, uh, what's the last part? So, okay, start with a kiss because that's just like a little insult. Like just. Right. Yeah, yeah. A, a grown man blowing you a kiss after you just scored against his favorite that's team. Like, that's disrespectful. That's, <laughs> take that. Clean myself off. Make sure I'm looking good, going to the camera. And then uh, what's the last part to this? What's the icing on the cake here? <laughs> you pose. You flex oh, might, you know on what? Shirt coming off, flex. Yeah, flex. yeah. Okay. This flex. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> You're giving them breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Hold that, hold that, hold that. Snap. Enjoy it. Full course okay. meal right there. Amazing. <laughs> He's like, man, I'm going home full. <laughs> Damn. Can, I get a, can I get a, a takeaway bag for this? Got a lot. Eat. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us man uh everybody make sure you follow uh marisa do uh, on all socials it, it, it's at marisa do on yep. everything yep. i believe yeah uh just absolute legend uh catch him on atlanta united uh broadcast uh and on um, fox soccer uh throughout all these uh gold cup matches uh make sure you follow uh us at soccer cooligans on all social platforms and at fubo sports uh, uh on all socials and subscribe to the fubo sports youtube channel for more clips and full episodes of the show all right uh let us end the show the way we normally do as is tradition so Mo Adu will be honored uh, if you could join us in this so for Maurice Adu my name is Christian Polanco I'm Alexis Guerreros and together what are we the, the Cooligans, Cooligans!